You know, every once in a while, we need to check ourselves in our homeschools to make sure that we are not straying away from the most valuable things. It's so easy in a world that tells us that more is better and more is the remedy every time we feel like we might not be doing enough. Today, whether you are feeling overwhelmed or burnt out, whether you're planning a new school year, whether you're doing a mid-year check on your school year or finishing up, let's get back to the basics of why less is more and why it's so important to focus on those things that are really high value. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Simple is the New Smart podcast. I'm Zara Fagan, PhD, author of Minimalist Homeschooling and the creator of the Simple is the New Smart membership. And this is the place where we talk about how less really is more and how simple really is the new smart. This is the place for any homeschooler who wants to trade stress, exhaustion, overwhelm, and self-doubt for peace, clarity, confidence, and a sense of true abundance. It turns out that transforming our mindset really can transform our homeschools and our lives. We'll talk tips and strategies, stories and perspective, and interview people who have lessons to teach us. And I am just so happy that you're here. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, guys. Today, we are talking about the virtues of less. And today, I really want to give some inspiration and go back to our roots of sort of why we even value doing less. So a lot of times we are calling ourselves minimalist homeschoolers, right? That's the name of the book I came up with. That's sort of how I perceived what I was doing. A lot of the minimalist culture transfers really well to homeschooling. It can be applied to so much that we do in homeschooling. And similarly, the consumerist mindset is really prevalent in homeschooling. And so minimalist homeschooling works. But today, I really want to call it high-value homeschooling. So when we're talking about the virtues of doing less, it's really that we're having this conversation about how to have a high-value homeschool. And the two of those may seem at odds with one another. They may seem like they're completely unrelated. But I want to make the argument to you that doing less is actually the way that we do better. So we're all homeschooling. I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. We all share this common motivation to homeschool, and it's because we believe that homeschooling provides our children better. And the ways that we differ is in what kind of better we are offering them, right? So for some of us, that better looks like a better quality of life. For some of us, it looks like better quality social interactions. It looks like a better education of our values, a better education of our faith, a better education in general, academically, just better, right? And so the struggle then that we also share is how do we choose that right path for achieving better, for giving our children better? How do we choose that path with clarity and confidence? We all share that same ambition. And so unfortunately, a lot of times when we are trying to give better, In the world that we live in, we're taught that if we want to do better, if we want to have better, if we want to feel better, then more is our remedy. We need to work harder, do more, buy more, whatever it is, more. More is the answer whenever we want better in this world that we live in. And it's really hard in homeschooling to get away from that mentality that when we want to give our children better, the answer, the solution must be more. 
If we just give them more, then that will be better. And then oftentimes we're disappointed because when we start homeschooling, we think, well, I'm just going to give them more and more and more and more until I'm really convinced that I'm giving them better. And oftentimes the more that we give them doesn't necessarily equate to better. Unless we're being really intentional about what we're giving them, more does not equal better. Instead, it's really important instead as homeschoolers to be high value focused, right? To not just pile on more for the sake of more, thinking that that will give us a better outcome, but to be intentional about seeking out those high value things. So just to remind everybody, in case you're new to this podcast, when we're talking about minimalist homeschooling, we are using a definition of minimalism that means having just what you need and love and removing the extra so that you can focus on the most important things in an education. When we do that, we are not only simplifying by removing the extra, but we are adding value because we're focused on what's really needed and really loved and we are focused right? Because we're giving our attention to the most important things. We're giving our attention to those high value things. We really are doing high value homeschooling. And so minimalist homeschooling will advocate not only a simple plan, but also focusing on what students truly love and need and avoiding that do it all mentality. And the more you do the better mentality. And as a result, just like people adhere to minimalism in their homes and their stuff and their belongings so that they can achieve a sense of freedom in this world, that they're not weighted down by all of their belongings. It's very similar in minimalist homeschooling. We're all looking for that freedom that we're not weighted down by sort of dogmatic rules about what we should be doing in our homeschool, whether or not it's actually fruitful for our children to do it, right? We really want to remove that clutter in the education so that we can have more freedom in their education so we can create margin for them to pursue passions and interests so that we can create margin to go down the rabbit holes and explore something simply because we want to, to learn something simply because we want to. This is the beauty of having margin. So there's a great quote by Nathan Morris. He says, it is not always that we need to do more, but rather that we need to focus on less. I really appreciate that sort of inspiration. When I am thinking about my homeschool, I do not need to do more. I need to focus on less. I need to give that high value attention to the really important things. And so when we're thinking about homeschooling, I often have to remind myself that a successful homeschool is not created by the books and the curriculum and the equipment or even the experiences. It's not the stuff that we pile onto our homeschool that determines whether or not we are going to feel successful, whether or not we feel as though we are giving our children better. If we really want to have that clarity and confidence that we are giving our children better, then that depends on the values that we've established, the goals that we've established, and knowing how much time we have available to do these things, to pursue our goals and to pursue our values, right? We have to know how much time we have. We have to know exactly what is valuable to us and we have to know how that looks. What does success actually look like? What is our definition of success? And that's what I mean by goals. So if I go one by one, we're going to always, when we're thinking about our homeschool, when we're feeling like we're not doing enough, when we're reassessing at the beginning of the year, at the end of the year, in the middle of year, when we've burned out, you know, I've talked about burnout now on this podcast and I've talked 
about all sorts of things like being intentional with your time and it all comes back to this. And so I really wanted to do this podcast as a refresher of our mentality because all of that goes along with this podcast. We need to refresh our mindset and get back to the core beliefs of why we do what we do and then get intentional with our time and then address our burnout and then create a great morning routine and then start homeschooling like a boss, right? So first, we're always going to reassess what is our value? What is our goal? What is our time available? Then we start choosing our path, right? Our path is determined by those sort of static items, right? Our values, our goals, our time available, those have a little bit of flexibility in them. They're absolutely going to change with different seasons, but they are not nearly as flexible as the plethora of experiences and books and curricula that we could possibly choose from. Do you see what I'm saying? So our foundation comes from these values, these goals, and our time available first. So then when we start talking about our values, let's talk about why we are even homeschooling to begin with. What is that better that we want for our children. Why did we choose to homeschool? We did it because we believed it was better for them. I don't think that anybody is homeschooling because they think that it is worse for their children, right? We truly believe that this is the better option for our children. And so when we remember that better, then we are going to have a meaningful homeschool. It's going to be motivating to us because that's the whole reason we decided to do this to begin with. It's also going to make our decisions a lot more clear and confident, and it allows us to be more focused and to keep things simple. We have to know what the better is because your better and my better are not the same. And if you start chasing my better, then not only will you not feel particularly motivated or satisfied at the end of the day, but you're probably going to be layering that on with your version of better. So now you're just adding more for the sake of more, even though it may, my better may not have a whole lot of value to you. Does that make sense? We don't want to make things complicated by layering on everybody else's checklists onto our own. We want to create our own individualized, unique checklist for our children so that we know that we are being successful in our homeschool. Where success, let's talk about the definition of success again, guys. Let's remind ourselves about this. Success is not how much we do. Success is doing those most important things really well right? Those things that we value, the truly needed, the truly loved aspects of our homeschool. How do we do those well? That's when we're successful. And so it's really important to know your core homeschooling values to go back to those every time we want to reassess our homeschool, every time we start planning our homeschool, you know, I'm designing a homeschool planner now inside the Simple as a New Smart membership. And there's absolutely going to be a section with homeschool values there because it's so important to refer back to those to remember why we're even motivated to do this to help with burnout, right? And to know what our most important things are so that we can be in intentional with our time. And so let's talk a little bit now about goals and the importance of reassessing our goals in our homeschool, how this really helps us be a high value homeschooler. So a lot of times we've all heard of goal setting, right? And a lot of times people think of goals as these big picture goals that I call wishes or dreams, right? I want to be independently wealthy by a certain age, right? That's this huge wish or this huge dream, right? And then we're told that we need to break it down into steps. We need to have somebody to 
hold us accountable. We need to set deadlines for ourselves, right? But I really want to talk about goals in our homeschool on a daily basis. So when we're thinking about our homeschool, when we're thinking about being satisfied at the end of the day, when we're thinking about being satisfied at the end of the year, when we're thinking about feeling successful in our homeschool, there's a really simple question to ask. And that is, what is the goal within each subject? Why are we learning this subject? And so some of the goals that I talk about in the book, Minimalist Homeschooling, are exposure. We could just want our children to be exposed to an idea. Our goal could be that they have understanding of it, that they are able to talk about it, discuss it, compare, contrast, that they can really manipulate the information. They truly understand and comprehend it. We can have a goal of proficiency. Are they proficient with keyboarding, coding, those sorts of things, it's easy to say that our goal is we want them to have a certain level of proficiency for that. There could be just a straight up knowledge of facts. We can absolutely have a goal that our children can spell and our children know certain facts. Or we could have a goal of utility, right? A sort of functioning knowledge that our children can bake something, that our children can reconcile a ledger, that our children can do these functional things. So there's a goal of having a utility, that they have a competence, right? So when we are thinking about our homeschool and we want it to be really high value, when that's our goal, to have this high value homeschool, we're not only talking about, okay, what is valuable, right? That's the first step. Okay, first of all, what is of value? What are the most important things? Now we're talking about what's our goal? What's our most valuable goal? Because for some people, the most valuable goal is not going to be simply exposure. It's going to be knowing the facts, right? And this happens absolutely with my children, depending on what age they are. Maybe science at a young age, I just want exposure for them. By the time they're in high school, there are certain facts, I believe, that I want them to know, right? And that's going to be different between me and another homeschooling parent because we know our children best. We know what their potential is, right? And we are all trying to get them to the best life that they can live. So I think that the combination of knowing what we value and knowing what our goal is within each subject, within each day, is really the difference between clarity and clutter, right? If we are not clear on what we value, if we are not clear on what our goal is for a subject, then we end up collecting stuff that is not appropriate, that is not satisfying to use or to complete, We also end up asking ourselves questions like, do I have the right stuff? Am I doing enough stuff? I'll do this just in case or because everybody else, right? We defer to others because we're in a state of indecision. I can't decide. So I'll do it all. I'll buy it all and I'll decide later. We defer (laughs) the decision making, right? So we either defer our decision making to other people or we defer it until later. We end up with a lot of clutter. If we're not certain that we're doing enough stuff, if we're not certain that we're doing the right stuff, then remember that remedy that we are brought up with that is ingrained in us as Americans is, okay, well, then the remedy is more. If I'm not sure if this is right, if I'm not sure if this is enough, then let me just do more. Let me buy more. Let me accumulate more. Let me plan more. And the remedy really doesn't necessarily equate to satisfaction. So one question I like to ask myself when I'm resetting is we will be happy if we as an entire homeschooling family unit, we each will be happy if what are our goals? What are the high value points that will really make us feel happy, 
successful, satisfied in our homeschool. Because minimalist homeschooling really is a mindset shift from getting it all done to valuing what we do. So you can see how if you know your goals, it's going to change which resources you buy. It's going to change how many resources you buy, right? Because if your goal for your student is to simply learn math facts, then you are going to get the resources that will accomplish that goal. That's it. No more, no less. You accomplish that goal. You move on to your next goal, right? So, and the same thing for exposure. If we want our children to be exposed to a topic, then the resources that we choose for that are going to look very different from the resources we might choose for someone where we want them to have a solid knowledge of facts, that they, we want them to memorize facts and to have those facts with them. My younger kids, I want them to sort of have an idea about the ordinary lives of people living during colonial times. Older children, I may want them to know names of specific people, specific events, dates, right? And I'm going to choose different resources depending on those goals. And so I'm not going to get a whole bunch of extra stuff because if I know that I want exposure, then I'm not going to buy a textbook. I'm not going to buy flashcards. I'm not going to sign up for the computer program that drills it. Our goals absolutely do change and we trust that there is enough time between kindergarten and 12th grade if we are constantly focused on high value education, then we will get what we need throughout those years. We don't have to do it all right now. And so everything that comes into our homeschool replaces or displaces something else. So if I'm asking my child to sit in front of a computer program or any other resource that doesn't suit our goals, then that's time I am taking away from them doing something else that would be high value. Every low value thing we bring into our homeschool takes away time, patience, attention from other things that would be high value. So there really is, this is where it becomes really advantageous to do less instead of more. Because we don't want competition for our children's attention. We don't want competition for our patients. We don't want competition for our time. We want to know that what we're doing is high value and that we're not displacing those high value things with something that is low value, that doesn't meet our goals, that doesn't satisfy why we're even homeschooling to begin with. So what if removing the extra, first of all, makes it really clear to our children what we value? Wouldn't that be amazing? Instead of them seeing mounds of stuff that they have to do just because, what if now they get to zero in on and see what we value in an education? They begin trusting that what we are recommending, what we are suggesting, what we are guiding is valuable. We're not just making them do all the things just because. That mutual trust then becomes really valuable in our homeschools. And then second of all, what if removing the extra means that we now have more time for real success? Remember, I told you the definition of success is that we do the most important things really well. So what if we take out all that extra, we take out all that clutter, all that low value stuff that isn't meeting our goals, that isn't of value to us. And now we have opened up the time to do the most important things really well. 
Third, what if removing the extra provides confidence in what you are doing instead of doubt from what you're not, right? What if we say, no, this stuff that we're doing is really high value. I feel successful. We're getting the most important things done really well. I feel good at the end of the day. I'm happy with my child's education and we can focus on that instead of focusing on the mountain of things that we could do, should do, would do, want to do, can do. And fourth, what if removing the extra improves the morale of our students? What if now they feel like they have some breathing room, that we're not beating a dead horse, we are keeping it simple and focused and high value, and so they know exactly what we're going to do. They're not confronted with shelves upon shelves and ambiguity about what today is going to bring and how much they're going to have to do, and are they ever going to be done with it? It's not uncommon and it's not strange for students to get really reluctant about their schoolwork when they feel like there's no end in sight. If we feel overwhelmed, then chances are our children feel overwhelmed by all the options and all the things as well. In addition, as we're talking about improving student morale, our children value their free time. Free time has a value to them. And so when we fill up all their free time, they get a little surly the same way we get surly when we feel like people are wasting our time, right? And so if it's not clear to us that something is of value, we get a little resentful that someone has just wasted our time. Our time is really valuable. And children innately have that same sense that their time is valuable too. And so if they don't see the value in what we are putting in front of them, then they also can get resentful that we're wasting their time. And so it's important for us to really put things in front of them that are of high value and that we can explain to them, especially as they get older, why it's of value and to ask them to have that trust in what we're recommending and that we, in exchange, are going to respect the value of their free time. Because the fifth thing I want to say is that when we remove the extra, we free up time for passions and new interests. So my children do so many things in their free time that I wouldn't even think to assign, but that have been so great for their educational development. So a lot of people ask, Zara, how do I get it all done? How do I fit it all in? And the better question to ask is how will you do the best with the actual and limited time you have available? How will you choose those most high value things? And the answer to that is by knowing your goals and going straight for them. And what I like to say here is that we're choosing a concentrated drop of the very best things instead of taking that high value drop and diluting it in a big bucket of mediocrity, right? So that big bucket of water is sort of all the extra. And you can either enjoy a concentrated drop of goodness of this high value homeschooling, or you can take all that high value stuff, you can drop it into your bucket with all the extra, and it can get sort of lost in there and you get smaller doses of the high value stuff mixed in with all the low value stuff, probably really big doses of low value stuff, right? And instead of doing that, instead of being enticed by the big bucket of extra, let's be enticed by that concentrated drop of really great homeschooling, the stuff that is truly needed, truly loved, really goes towards exactly what we want for our children's education. 
And so the last component of this, when we're reassessing, especially if we're dealing with something like burnout or overwhelm, or we're planning for the new year, and I'm recording this now in the spring, because I know a lot of people are wanting to finish up. There is going to be a lot of homeschool planning coming up next. And so I really wanted to reiterate these sort of basics of less being more, because the third component that we're going to think about when we're assessing is to think about how much time we have, because Oftentimes, the burnout and the overwhelm actually comes from doing more than we have time to do. If you don't have time to do the things that you have planned, then of course you're going to be overwhelmed. Of course you're going to struggle to get it all done. Of course it's going to be difficult to plan. It becomes really important to know how much time do you have available each day. Realistically, how much time do you have available? And then how much time do our children have available realistically every day? And for there, I don't just mean what hours are they awake and they're not obligated to some appointment or activity. I mean, how long is their attention span? When are they at their best? right? How long is your patience going to last? When are you at your best? Because our children can work independently and there's a separate podcast about that. When we are working with them, we want to work on high value things. When they're working independently, they can work on high value things independently. And so we craft this homeschool where everything that we do is really intentional and it's really high value. No mediocrity allowed. And that's how less really is more because it's not actually that we're doing less educating. It's not that there's less learning happening. It's that we are planning fewer things so that we can do what we've planned really well, right? So we want to be able to do the things we've planned really well. In order to do that, we have to allot enough time to do those things really well. So once we know how much time we have, then we go to that second tier of of options of creating a homeschool and crafting our homeschool. Then the second tier, after we know our values, know our goals, know our time, the second tier then is choosing resources. Now we can really narrow down what experiences suit the goals that we have, what experiences suit the value that we see in homeschooling, which books which textbooks, which activities, games, equipment do we really need if we're going to do this thing really well and when we're going to give our children better. So with that, I am wishing you all the simple things and I will see you again soon. Bye now. If you'd like to help the Simple is a New Smart podcast be visible and easily found by other homeschoolers looking for simple, I hope that you will leave a great review on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform, subscribe, and tell a friend. Thanks so much.